pines, in the pines where the sun never shines, you'll shiver when the cold wind blows. There's a grave in the pines where the sun never shines, there's a grave that's shaded with the pines. Hey there, folks. Hey there, folks. Hey there, folks. <laughs> hey Hello, there, everybody. folks. <laughs> we can't I, laugh at ourselves. Well, hey there, folks. <laughs> I was I, wondering if I, you'd catch I, on. I, I knew that's what you were doing. <laughs> this is the Slay Queens podcast. The Slay Queens podcast. Slay Queens is a podcast dedicated to the discussion of true crimes that occur within the queer community. This is a note to remember that the topics that we discuss can be very graphic and often lurid in nature. Listener discretion has been advised. Hey folks, before we get started, Ashley and I just wanted to pop on and let everybody know that this episode has been edited by your podcast editor. Yes, and if you have a podcast, you can contact him and receive two edited episodes totally free. You can find him on Instagram at yourpodcastedit. Save time, take your podcast to the next level. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back, 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 back again. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Wayne. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I am also very excited to be here. It's been way, way, way too long. It has been an extended amount of time. Yeah. I mean, did anybody notice? Did anybody notice <laughs> that we that we weren't around for a little mm-hmm. while? A little while. A little while. Yeah. I guess it's been what? It's been since October, I think, or and September. We're already, yeah, we're in September. 2022 now. Yeah. yeah. Not so, much has changed. But a lot has changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and uh, speaking of changes, do you want to tell the folks what's new around here? Absolutely. Absolutely. I volunteer's tribute. Uh, Absolutely. To do that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, as has become custom, I guess, anytime we take a little hiatus and come back for a new season, we will be changing up the format here at the Slay Queens podcast just a little bit. And I think maybe we've talked about it before. I know you and I have talked about it before. This is an evolutionary sort of project or process for us. And I am inspired because some things that I just observed throughout the uh, happenings and, and the way that the world and the true crime community responded to the Gabby Petito situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start by saying I was very, very, very impressed with how people turned out to discuss that case and highlight that case and care about that case. and to support Gabby and her life and her loved ones and, and her, unfortunately, what turned out to be her memory and just the beautiful, special person that she was. But I was disappointed in the fact that we as a community and we as just a population of people don't turn out for every single beautiful life that goes missing and mm-hmm. that ultimately is no longer with us. Every injustice. Every injustice. And I was a little miffed, uh, so to speak. And and I did a little bit of research into the whole like theory behind like missing white woman syndrome and whatnot. And we have always wanted here at the Slay Queens podcast to highlight cases that people aren't necessarily talking about Mm -hmm. or we don't feel like enough people are talking about. We've always wanted to highlight things that people should be talking about and the shit that you should care about. That's right. Right, Ashley? (laughs) That is right. So what I'm going to be doing for a little while, maybe just for the season or maybe you folks will love it, I'm going to be pulling some stories from some headlines 
the stories that I don't think are being discussed enough. And we're going to discuss them here on this platform. And hopefully you folks will go out to the world and also discuss them. Yeah, I'm totally here for this. I love this. I love there's I mean, how many times have we said, you know, we're going to cover this case. We've really wanted to cover it for so long or even just a few weeks, however long it is. There's so many times where we say there's not a lot of information. It's really hard to find information or, you know, I know one instance where I spent four hours delving into court documents just to get information for specific things because it's not reported enough. And it's not like we are journalists. However, it's sort of like how many times have you or I sent a text message like, hey, came across this. Have you heard about this? Oh, no, why haven't I? So it's sort of like when we when that happens, we want to share it with the folks. Absolutely. And what are the things that we consistently say to each other when we have those interactions, right? Why is nobody talking about this? This is shit people should care about. Absolutely. And we want to live by that kind of credence, that motto. That's going to be our our stamp. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we're doing with our little reach and our little platform uh, moving forward. That's right. So Wayne will just bring up shit we should be talking about. And I love that you sort of brought up the Gabby Petito situation because it is a great segue into what I'm going to be talking about today. I mean, each of my episodes will still be that scripted. You know, I'm going to try to give you the full story as much as possible, and you're going to be more of bullet points. But today, spoiler alert, sort of burying the lead here by bringing up Gabby Petito, but I will be talking about Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner, which has been weighing heavy on me. It seems almost personal in a way of been reading about these women since August just doing my research and trying to wonder what happened. Why is nobody doing anything? It's a frustrating case, but I have wanted to talk about this for quite some time. So, And as someone who knows you and spends time with you and sees how you are affected by some things versus others, I could tell all those things. I could tell that this case, for some reason, just hit differently for you. And this case was weighing on you. Yeah, it's something that could happen to us, I feel. Like when I heard initially, I'm like, oh, my God. And I had this conversation, you know, with my wife. (laughs) That's crazy to say (laughs) Um, about camping and campsites. And let's be more alert and let's make sure we take X, Y and Z with us every time we're camping. And it's ugh, breaks my heart. So in any case, let's get started. August 14th of 2021, a newly married couple was reported missing. Kylan Schultze was 24 and Crystal Beck, also known as Crystal Turner, was 38. The two had married four months prior in April 2021 in a tree house in Crystal's home state of Arkansas. Oh, stop it. I know. Is anything more sweet and or lesbian than Oh my God, adorable. I saw some video and and like pictures from their wedding just because her, let's see, Kylan's dad is out there all the time, you know, talking about this and it's just so adorable. I'm like a little bit jealous. I'm like, why didn't we do that? <laughs> Your wedding was very lovely. Thank though. you. Thank yes. you. <laughs> they were avid campers and particularly loved spending time around the Moab area in Utah. Just four days after the two had been reported missing on August 18th, they were found shot to death off a scenic route that runs through the LaSalle Mountains near Moab. So I'm going to do a typical Wayne moment and say, who are these women? <laughs> <laughs> Born September 5th, 1996. Which I had a moment about when I was proofreading this and editing. I was like, 1996 and she was 24. There's no way. That's no, 1996 was not that long ago. Oh, yeah, honey, oh, it, it was. Is. Oh, it was. Yeah. It truly was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because my fiance was born in 1995. Ah, oh, that's, <laughs> oh my God, that makes it like, gave Does me like chills. Does that put it in perspective <laughs> for you a little bit? So yes, born September 5th, 1996 in Vail, Colorado, Kylan was a cashier at the Moonflower Community Cooperative located in Moab, Utah. Originally from Billings, Montana, she had been in an abusive relationship that made her shut down. Her father was the one who convinced her to move to Moab, where on a chance hiking trip with him, she met her future wife. Her father, Sean Paul Schulte, said she really seemed to come out of her shell after meeting Crystal, and Kylan would go on to say this camping trip had saved her life. I watched a couple videos on KSL.com, which is a local news channel, and some of the videos of him just talking about them and how long they knew each other. You know, he says they were friends for a few months before they even started dating, but it was just this moment of flourishing for both of them. You know, when you see that and you just, you're like, you're like a different person, you know, you're glowing as they say. And it's just, oh, I love it. It's heart heart wrenching though, all of the same. The one thing I added in too was Kylan's grandmother was quoted as saying, quote, she was like sunshine brightening any room she walked into and loved to laugh. I know. Crystal was born on December 30th, 1982 in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and she worked at McDonald's and was planning to start a new job at Trailhead Public House, which was a tavern across the street from the grocery store where Kylan worked. The McDonald's where Crystal worked was where the women would typically park one of three of their cars while living life on the road. It was a 1987 Econoline van. The other two automobiles were a Kia Sorento and a Harley Davidson. They would take the Harley if they went out of town, and their Kia was the camping mobile. On August 13th, the couple went to Woody's Tavern on Main Street to meet up with friends and arrived at approximately 6 o'clock p.m. During the night, Crystal and Kylan told their friends about a creepy man staying next to them that had been intimidating them. Kylan even went so far as to tell her friends, quote, if something happens to us, we were murdered. No, honey. No, no, no. That's, I literally, I've, how many times have I read that, heard that, seen that, and I still have chills reading it because we've all been in situations where you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What do I do? Should I move? Should I not? You know, and, and nobody actually, like, spoiler alert, nobody actually knows if they did try to move their yeah. campsite or not, like, because of where they were found. And I'll explain. And this is not at all victim blaming. No. Not at all victim no. blaming. But honestly, I have said throughout my life in a multitude of different situations, trust your It's a very gut. trust your gut situation. Yes. Because you have those feelings for a reason. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut. Get the fuck out of there. Truly. Especially if the feelings you were getting from that situation were so bad that you said, if we go missing or if we turn up dead, we were murdered. Yeah. And oh, to turn it into horrible. like half the reason why we research this and we report it and we talk about it is this is arming ourselves with knowledge, right? Absolutely. I, said I to love Sierra, it when you say that. I said it's so <laughs> it's, it's so relevant. Yes. I said to Sierra, I said, I wish that they had just said creepy bald guy or creepy guy with a mustache or creepy guy wearing this, just some kind of descriptive term because there are none. There are none other than this creeper dude or creepy guy, which is, I mean, good for them for like speaking up, but also, oh, I wish we just had something, you know? Well, we not do have victim we, blaming. We, not no, not at all. Blaming. Not at all. Yeah. We do have something, though. I will go on to give you a little bit of a tip that we found in December, but good. back to good, good, good. back to back to before. <laughs> the sheriff's office did not investigate. They decided since the couple did not have a home address and had been camping and moving sites that they had simply just left. What? How many times have we heard that? What? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just didn't they just, investigate? Well, they don't have a home address, so they must have just moved. They said they were going to move, so they must have moved. 
But mind you, they left the bar. They've had a few drinks. It's 930 at night. It's going to be dark. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. He's his face. He's I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. He's looking at me just jaw aghast yeah, this whole time. I have no just words. Looking around. Yeah. I, this is our whole shtick. It's a podcast. It's, <laughs> it's about words. Yeah. You have nothing to say. I, I, only oh, my look. God. Wait, let me just do. I'm going to take that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little side note, I have a camera recording us talking today, so I can maybe take some clips. I'm definitely going to have to take <laughs> that one. <laughs> so, yes, they didn't investigate. Uh, Crystal and Kylan's friends and families knew otherwise, though, clearly. They're like, no, this isn't normal. They were even more sure of this when the couple's Harley-Davidson was found still parked in town. They knew the couple. if the couple had left town, they would have taken the Harley, like I had said before, right? Since Sean Paul was not getting any help from the police. On the 17th, he finally called his friend Cindy Sue Hunter, who lived nearby. Sean Paul was at home in Montana and was unable to go searching for the women himself. Cindy promised she'd go and look for them first thing in the morning. So this is just the following day. Cindy stopped first at the McDonald's where she found the Econoline van still parked. Okay. So all indications. <laughs> so you could have just that, found that easily yeah, yourself with yeah. just driving your little cruiser around <laughs> like a small area. I'm sure it's not many than a, much more than a couple miles. Yeah. Ugh. And all indications that they've not left town. Clearly. Right. So she looked inside and she didn't see anything. So she took off for their last known campsite. She called Sean Paul while she was on the road and he informed her at that point about that we're, they were planning on moving their site because of a quote creeper dude. So they say creeper, creepy. I'm pretty sure these two mentioned this to multiple friends at the bar and via text messages, too. So he's just kind of relaying everything that he knows. Cindy kept looking for the campsite and eventually made her way to the South Mesa area of the LaSalle Loop Road. And unfortunately, she found it. She saw Kylan's body as soon as she approached and began looking through the site and immediately called the police. I know this is uh, it's just I want to cry. Grand County Sheriff's Office arrived on the scene and they see their tent, camping items, and a makeshift rabbit shelter with their pet rabbit inside, which is even more heartbreaking. At least they found the rabbit. Is the rabbit okay? As far as I know. There was no report that it wasn't. So so we're just going to operate under the assumption that, yes, the, that rabbit the rabbit was is fine. fine. The Kia Sorento was also parked on site. Close to the site, just down a rather difficult, windy trail were Crystal and Kylan's bodies in a creek. Both women had suffered gunshot wounds to the chest, sides, and back. They both had been stripped below the waist, and a search warrant served later would state that one of the women was wearing a bra that had been pushed up to expose her chest, and the other was wearing only a tank top. It's not specified, though, which of these details belonged to which woman. So this is not only murder. This is sexual assault, too, which wildly the only place that I heard that was on the Murder Squads podcast. I did not find it in any of the articles. I don't know if maybe because most of what I found was local news channels and maybe they simply just didn't want to put such vulgarities out there. But to me, I feel if you're reporting search warrants, if you're saying we obtained this search warrant, you should give the details, especially because someone might know someone who's more of an aggressor in a sexual way. You know what I mean? Like, that's a tip, you know? Absolutely. It's a tip. And there may be people who are known, for lack of a better term, known sexual deviants That's what in I'm the saying. area and whatnot. Exactly. And that would trigger someone to someone be like, to hear hey, something. you should look into this person or, hey, I had a relative or a friend or an acquaintance of some type that I know happened to be in the area around that same time. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have considered that person 
until you said that there was this like weird sexual assault component. Or to me, it's anyone that you might know who's an aggressive, angry person who maybe has a past, but also, look, I'm over here profiling, but also hates gay people. It (laughs) could have literally just this. To me, it's a hate crime because of how aggressive it seemed, but they're not investigating. So we don't know that yet. Anyway, no, they are investigating now. If any of these dates, though, seem to be setting off alarm bells in your heads, it's probably because it came just days after the missing Gabby Petito and her fiancé Brian Laundrie were said to have argued at the Moonflower Co-op, where Kylan Schultz worked. That is the grocery store. Remember the body cam footage that we've all seen that's been passed around? That argument and him slapping her or her slapping him in the van? Yeah. That happened right outside of her job. Wow. Weird. It's also frustrating. Again, thank you to the world who showed up for Gabby Petito and rallied around justice for her. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the world who did that. But it received so much attention and preferential kind of treatment. That this got put by the the wayside. This literally was buried by it. Yes. And it should not happen that way. It should not happen that way. Yeah. No, you're that's. A great way of putting it, truly. So on top of this, just moments before their deaths, they had sent out the text messages to friends. So they had said, to me, this is, I'm not sure because I'm getting different information from different places. I'm not sure if they had sent out text messages and said this or if they were at the bar and said this, or was it both? Because all of this, this night out is just moments before their death, right? So were there texts that they sent to some friends and then they said it in person or is it one or the other? Either way, They were telling friends that there was somebody there creeping them out. Given the closeness of time and location of the two incidents, investigators have since or at one point speculated that the two could be linked. But September 16th of 2021, the sheriff's office announced in a press release that they have been, quote, in contact with Florida authorities and were actively looking into connection between the cases. Utah said they weren't ruling anything out, but eventually it was ruled out. Here we are. They're saying, nah, not connected at this point. So back to some more investigating. After the couple was found, the sheriff's office served a warrant on the couple's Econoline van, which was still parked at that McDonald's on August 19th. The search warrant stated that the vehicle was, quote, unlawfully acquired and, quote, has been used or is possessed for the purpose of being used to commit or conceal the commission or of an offense, quote, or, quote, evidence of illegal conduct, which You can read that pretty much everywhere. What it really means is the only way we could get a warrant to search this is say that it's being used for something illegal. Like it's like a Utah law, whatever. That's all that it meant was like, that's the only way we could get this search warrant. See, because I was thinking, oh, are they saying that someone stole it? The murder, well, that it was stolen or the murder happened like within the van or they were captured and. That's what it feels like, right? But I looked into it and it was like, no, it just means they had to say that something potentially happened so that they could just get a search warrant to get there had to be like probable cause or something yes inside the van was a journal it was black and held miscellaneous mail and pay stubs for crystal kylan and kylan's dad along with some newspaper clippings the van also had a few random notes with information like telephone numbers written on them a bible and a damaged black samsung galaxy 8 it is uncertain who the phone belongs to also an electronic scale a glass pipe and a small plastic container that all had residue on them. And I'm like smiling to myself because I'm just like in my head reading that. And I'm like, eh, party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they smoked a little that? bit. Adore Delano, party. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I mean, cool. Good for them. Also, I mean, I'm putting this all out there just because it's information, right? Like, this is all we have. So also they found some pills, 10 clonazepam, 13 ibuprofen, 9 amoxicillin, and 1.5 prednisone. So they're not trying to suggest these women have, like, a drug addiction by any means. This yeah. is just saying, this is what we found. This is all we found, yeah. you know? Or that they're saying they ran this big, illegal, like, a drug front. Oh, who, yeah. yeah. If they no. could have twisted that. Yeah, 13 whole entire ibuprofen. Man. I know, man. <laughs> Making money. So on the 9th, though, is when the sheriff's office said that they believed that the killer had fled the area after killing the women and the FBI joined helping solve the case. So it's interesting. Their local police is trying to say, okay, well, case closed. Like, he's gone. <laughs> we got to, well, not case closed, but like, he's yeah. gone. We got to search for him elsewhere. And all of a sudden, the FBI is like, well, I guess we'll join in now. Right. So they're basically saying, well, he's out of our juris- jurisdiction we so help. we can wash our hands. OK, yeah, that's how it feels. That's how yeah. it feels like you take over. We didn't even want to deal with this to begin with. They're just passing the bucket. Yeah. This whole time. Sean Paul uh, set up a clue booth, which snaps for him. Absolutely. He's gotten decent information through this clue booth. A clue booth. Mm-hmm. Essentially a tip line that like someone... Who's not a police officer could set up. I don't know if that, I I tried to look into that. Like, was that a term that he coined or is that something that they call it? I pictured like a kissing booth, but for clues. (laughs) Honest to goodness, (laughs) I I really did too. Like, I imagined like a, like on Peanuts when she sets up her like psychology stand, like information, like a, yeah, that's totally what I imagined. Like a lemonade stand. But it kind of, I mean, he's, he sits there and he waits for be- for people to give him information, like, constantly. Good for him. So this was, you know, in an attempt, obviously, to find out who murdered his daughter and her wife, whom I failed to mention before. He always said that, like, they were both his daughters. He Aww. just took her in. He was like, you know, she called me dad. And he seemed so proud of that. It's just Stop. so sweet. I mean, any video of him, it just breaks my heart. He's just such a kind, kind soul. He put out a post on Facebook, which also snaps, you know, yeah. to turn to social media. There was a Facebook page called Understanding Crime, and he said he wanted to know, quote, whether it was Brian and Gabby who were shooting pool at Woody's Tavern in Moab, Utah, which was the night that they were there. Yeah. He wanted to know if that was the couple that people had seen shooting pool, because I guess he had gotten some tips. No avail. I don't know anything about that, but he's not letting go of this. And I don't blame him. I mean, there's no solid evidence saying that it wasn't Brian. So hold on to that and keep asking questions. I mean, it seems or I'm sure it would seem to him like a huge, unlikely coincidence that these things happened so near one another in the same time frame, but weren't at all related. So I get that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's unlikely that... Number one, they were so close together. And number two, I should have mentioned before that night that Brian and Gabby got into that argument, they spent the night away from each other. At yeah. least that's what's being reported because yeah. the police said you need to separate. So there's a time, a whole night that he essentially is unaccounted for true. by yeah. anyone. Exactly. So it's just I mean, that's I'm just thinking what he there's just too much there to like not let it go anyway. <laughs> I get it. I am fired up about this. In October, authorities released an affidavit for a search warrant related to the case. The affidavit was signed on September 20th and executed on the same day. In it, investigators requested a, quote, tower dump from a cell tower at Jimmy Keene Flats, not far from the campsite of Kylan and Crystal, from 9 p.m. on August 13th through 9 a.m. on August 15th. Additionally, the affidavit states that this could be limited to, quote, 
those phones that are only within two miles of the crime scene. So there's that. In a statement released in November, the Grand County Sheriff's Office says it, quote, has no additional information to release at this time in regards to the investigation of this case. Here's the quote directly from them. The Grand County Sheriff's Office continues to receive information and welcomes any additional information about this case. This is an active and ongoing investigation, and information will be released when it is available for dissemination. The statement concludes. So they're basically doing that whole thing like we just said. It's like, we got nothing. Let us know when you have anything else. Whatever. It's frustrating. I understand (laughs) that people literally can't do their jobs if they don't have the resources to literally do their jobs. but. It's still very frustrating, and I don't know, I guess from a very, very, very outside perspective, people like you and I want to be like, there has to be more. You yeah, have to do more. Yeah, we're armchair detectives, yeah, absolutely. you know? But it it feels like how many times we've, we've had a case where we're like that one officer, right, that just wouldn't yes. let it go. Like, why can't there be one? <laughs> I just wish there was one. I mean, I, I suppose her father is that guy in this situation, and thank goodness for him, because he's really trying and he's out there and he's making himself visible. So I don't have a whole lot more left here, but I did promise you a a tip from December, right? Uh, More recently. Yeah. Semi-recent. That's that's helping us maybe a little bit. Yeah. A tip was called into Shelty's Clue Booth, brought to light that firearms were stolen a few weeks before Kylan and Crystal were murdered. One of those weapons is a more unique model and could match the unusual bullet casings found at the crime scene which was a silver 9mm bullet, which is, quote, a very specific type of ammunition. I'm pretty sure that was Sean Paul that said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Sean Paul that said that. Four casings were found, according to a search warrant from the sheriff's office. So that's good news. That is good news. Right now, what they're looking at is uh, who possibly has that gun, who Mm -hmm. stole it. Uh, KSL, which is the local news website that I was getting a lot of this information from, they obtained an incident report from the Montezuma County Sheriff's Office and confirming that a 9mm Turkish-made pistol was reported stolen along with a Turkish-made shotgun and a bolt-action hunting rifle. Quote from Sean Paul, We need someone to say, Hey, I remember a creepy guy trying to sell a gun. Any 9mm that was lost, stolen, hawked, or if anyone knows of anyone trying to sell a suspicious 9mm. We just really need to get lucky on trying to find that murder weapon. In the meantime, Schultze is asking those who knew Kylan and Crystal to remember who they were to the people around them. And another quote from Grandma Schultze to wrap this up. Stop. I'm I'm not going to be okay after this. (laughs) We will never get over this tragedy, but we'll let the joy of her memories take over. Oh. I know. And I will, I mean, I've, I said, you know, there's lots of video from the news, probably even other videos on YouTube of, of dad out there, you know, on the streets, sitting at this clue booth. I don't know if it moves around, if he's got a direct line, what that is, but it's so sweet, but it's so heart-wrenching all at yeah. the same time. You're like, he just talks about them like they were the two sweetest angels in the world. And I'm sure to him, they were. I'm sure they it were. It comes through, you know? So it's just get a hold of him if you know anything. Anybody out there in Utah? Maybe even in Florida, if you see any of Brian's stuff, I don't even know. Just anything, anything. And it may seem really, really, really insignificant, but so many really, really insignificant tips and things and observations have solved these tragic cases. Yeah, that's why, oh, I wanted to give snaps, not that they need my snaps, but I mentioned before, and we always leave our sources in the show notes, so if you want to see where we got everything from, but... 
Jensen and Holes, man, they really, for me, when I saw that they had covered this case and the fact that it was titled about Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte, and then in parentheses, and Gabby Petito, I was like, you know what? Good for you, because you're putting this at the forefront, and then you're going to be like, and this also turns in. They know that other people are already, yeah, but they're like, but what about these two? And they were smart in the fact that they put Gabby Petito's name in the title, because anybody who was doing Looking just that. like a blanket search for Gabby Petito, Maybe we need to do that. Was going to get that, <laughs> yeah. And no, that's a really good idea. Information. Well, yeah. at least put it in the uh, in the comments because Absolutely. that way, if it's in the show notes, that's a really smart... in the title, yep. because Look, we're teaching people, are... people how to podcast, <laughs> <laughs> teaching the children, honey. No, but that's a really good yeah. idea. And after what almost right. three years of podcasting, we're finally <laughs> we're starting to learn it a out. few things. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for sharing that story with me. I, I knew what little we had just talked about sure. uh, in person, but I didn't do any of my own research because I knew that you were going to... I haven't stopped since August. <laughs> yeah, I knew that you were going to tell me the story in the way that I should and would want to hear it. So thank you for doing that. I'm pretty sure the uh, the hairstylist in the loft next to me, but probably on either side, they're probably sick of hearing me. Every time a client brings up Gabby Petito, they're probably so sick of hearing me say something to the effect of, but what about the sweet lesbian couple that was murdered there too? (laughs) (laughs) And they are all of equal value. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. They were all the sweetest baby angels Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. And they all need to be respected and treated as such. That's right. That's right. So RIP to these two lovely women. RIP to Gabby Petito. That's right. Wish they were all still here with us. And we hope that we find some justice. Absolutely. I think that's all we got for this one. Yeah. Thank you for uh, sharing this story again. I mean, yeah. this is shit people should care about. Why are not more people talking about this? I, You've got me. <laughs> I do not know. Well, all thank right. you, Ashley, so much. Thank you. And thank you to all the queens, kings, and folks. That's right. Who have stuck with us through the uh, trials and tribulations that have been the Slay Queens podcast. That's right. We've missed y'all, and we're back, 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 back again. And we will have more content for you very soon. That's right. All right. Go out and slay queens. Go out and slay queens, just not... Each other. Each other, or... Sweet little angel baby That's lesbians. Right. Nope, 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 nope. Just keep it. Just watch your murder documentaries and stay home. Absolutely. <laughs> wear a mask. Bye. Yeah, Bye. wear a mask. Bye. <laughs> I'm going away, but I won't come back on a lonesome railroad line. But I can't forget that sweet little girl who sleeps in the pines and the pines.